in praying about what to talk about today, for some reason, the word refine kept kind of coming up in my head because sometimes I ask God why we go through crap. And we all go through crap. <laughs> we struggle, we have obstacles, we get lied to, we lie to ourselves, we lie to each other, we have fights, we get hurt. And the world attacks us constantly. And I feel like it's not just something that happens just in spiritual warfare. It's something that happens as a human race, right? And um, the reason why we call it spiritual warfare is because we know Jesus and we know the truth. So we see the divide between the good and the bad. And we see the divide between what is right and what is wrong. And we see the divide between... A person who is hurting us out of brokenness and a person who is hurting us just hurting us, right? With intention or with evil desire. We can see these things because we understand the heart of God and the purity of God and the grace of God. And sometimes it can get convoluted because we have expectations, not just on ourselves, but on each other. And so... What God does with us is he walks us through this life. He loves us so much that he allows us to go through what is called a refining fire. And when you're looking at what it means to be refined, so when you buy like a gold necklace or a ring or you buy a diamond at the store, it looks like perfect and clear and clean and it's one one pure element, right? And Yet what we don't realize is what all came before that was this purification time period where it was melted down and acid was poured on it to clean out its impurities. And, and so what God says in the Bible, he says that he is willing to refine us. He is willing to put us through the fire to refine us and and we read through different passages of the Bible that tell us that, that the Lord is like a father. And a father figure doesn't just let you run amok and, and go do all these bad things. Your father figure shouldn't tell you it's okay to go steal from the store. Or it's okay to go do drugs. Or it's like a, a father who loves you down to the core of who you are is going to discipline you in order to set you on a healthy right path towards salvation or towards just a good life in general where you can walk through life and all your trials with a sense of peace that surpasses all understanding because you know who God is. And so I looked up the definition of to refine, which just means remove impurities or unwanted elements. To purify would be to remove contaminants from God allows us to be tested, but he never promised life would be easy because even Jesus said there would be many trials, but to take heart for he overcame the world, which means that the best is still yet to come, that the best comes way later. And, and no matter how many good things happen in your life, if you feel like you are successful today because you had the job of your dreams or because you got married or because this or because that you can't sit there in that moment and believe that there's not going to be another trial, right? 
because there's always going to be another trial until the day that you're in heaven and you are celebrating this spiritual presence with God. And, and that is what we're hoping for. And so I'm reading um, from Hebrews 9. And I'm going to start on um, verse 11. But in the beginning, he's talking about how they used to give sacrifices to God and how it used to be with burnt sacrifices and, and the shedding of blood was always necessary to, to say repentance and stuff, right? We're sorry for what we did. This is our offering. Please give us what we want. And what happened? The Israelites failed <laughs> every time because God never wanted those offerings in exchange for their sins. He just wanted them to be clean. He wanted them to be good. He wanted them to have a good heart. He wanted them to know that the sincerity of their heart mattered more than the sacrifices they offered. So if you were wanting all the pleasures of the world and thought that you could give him something and still do all these bad things, stealing or fornicating or, or whatever it is that you're doing, beating people up in anger, all these things that, that aren't right, and then you think that you can just go give God something and it's all written off. But what he really wanted was a pure heart and a sincere heart. So in Hebrews 9, 11, we learned that it was Jesus that was our sacrifice, right? And it starts with, so Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of this created world. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and ashes of a young cow could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people, so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them, for Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under that first covenant. So all this time, people were thinking that they could pay for their own sake. They could do things and just pay their way out. But God, the entire time, was just like, like you read all these different scriptures. If you look up things like um, circumcision, where we think it's an action, right? And we think it's cutting of the flesh. But God said in the Old Testament that he wants a circumcised heart, meaning he wanted you to break down the walls in your heart and actually be sincere about who you were seeking, and it's him. He wanted you to actually give him your time and your attention, not just um, worshiping a statue or giving him a, an apple. <laughs> like he wanted your heart and your attention and your love because he loved you so much that he just kept giving you and us a time and time and time more chance to continue to give that over to him. And the moment that we choose him is where 
we realize that we can now see the difference between what is good in the world and what is bad and whether or not a person is pure evil or if they're just broken and making mistakes. And, and sometimes if you don't know that because we all come from a really broken place, we've all been hurt, we've all hurt someone, we've all done something wrong, but we've also all come a long way in that walk of life. We've all done something good. We've all loved somebody in, in a good place. We've all done all the things because we're human beings with all these different components. We're not just good people or bad people. We are both. <laughs> and, and the only way to really start to purify ourselves is to continuously seek God and asking him for the wisdom in life because we're going to read 1 Peter and um, when you accept God into your heart, into your life, into your mind, into every component of your life, he's walking with you through the things that you're doing. It's no longer a, I'm going to go do my thing and then come back and pray. It's a praying without ceasing, meaning I'm going to talk to you all day long. I'm going to complain sometimes. I'm going to be angry sometimes. But the only one who's going to listen to all my junk and still love me through it and still give me advice when I read his word is going to be God. Some people have conditions. They can't listen to all of our junk, whether it's because maybe they can't carry it or because they don't understand it, or because something went wrong in their life and they don't have time. Whatever those things are, we can't have those expectations on people, but we can have that expectation with God. First Peter 1, 3, 9, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His great mercy that we have been born again, because God raised Jesus from the dead. Now we live with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you have to endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus is revealed to the whole world. You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him, and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. Which means that sometimes you're not always going to see the best until it's the very end. And um, I'm going to read 1 Peter 4, 12. And it says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering, so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory 
when it was revealed to all the world. So be happy when you are insulted for being a Christian, for then the glorious Spirit of God rests upon you. And it goes on to tell you that it's better to suffer for good than it is to suffer for stealing, for beating someone up, for cheating, all those things that are sins, right? It's, it's a consequence. <laughs> but when you are suffering, even though you're walking the right way, when you're suffering, even though you're staying in peace, even though you're loving the best that you can, even though you're giving him all your time that you can, it's like a very big difference because now you're not being counted as a consequence. You're just going through life and God's walking with you through it, and he's going to support you along the way. He's going to continue to give you his love and his peace, and you're going to start learning lessons through the refining because the refining process means that at one point five years ago, if you said a certain thing to me and it was offensive, I might have went off on you and then hated you and then never talked to you again. But then the new person that I am today, after so much refining, after so many trials and persevering with God, not just on my own, but with God and with God's wisdom today, you might say something offensive to me and I will still love you and I will still get over it and we will make amends and we will talk through it and it will be fine and we will figure it out because that's what love does. Love teaches and grows and teaches and grows. Love doesn't keep you where you're at, doesn't allow you to stay where you're at, but it helps you to get better. And so Romans 5 says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, which means that it wasn't all action, but it was just the belief that God loves you and you can love him back as you are. We have peace with God because of what Jesus has done for us. Because of our faith, again, faith is just believing, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from his condemnation. So in the refining process, you don't have to come to God all pure and perfect. The whole point was that he wants you to come as you are with all your imperfections and your impurities and all the junk and all the lies and everything that the world has taught you that, that you didn't understand, but you adopted it into your heart. Because that's what happens when we're kids, we're wounded and we get bullied or we get beat by our parents or whatever it is that happened and taught us that we had to be a certain way and said that this is how we're always going to be. 
was all this lies and it just was junk. That's all the impurities. And then it thought, then we thought, well, I'm going to go and uh, sleep around and I'm going to do drugs and I'm going to party because I want to have fun for right now. And then we just made more mistakes, right? And so then we just like started doing this snowball effect where it started small and now we got really big and it was a whole bunch of junk. And God didn't get mad. He just said, come with all your junk and let's go through the fire together. And then he sticks with us the entire time. He never leaves. He never decides you're not good enough. He never says you're not worthy. He never says that you messed up too much or you, you got to come back when you're better. He just wants to be there in it with us, right? Acts 15, 8 and 9 says, God knows people's hearts. And he confirmed that he accepts Gentiles, which is all of us, by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us. He made no distinction between us and them, for he cleansed their hearts through faith. So what happens when we choose to believe in God, when we choose to believe that he can and he will, and we choose to believe that he still loves us no matter what, all that stuff, he doesn't see the junk anymore. He sees the child that he created, right? He sees the, the child that's growing up into the man or woman that he, he created us to be. And he sees us like a father would, excited to watch us grow and excited to watch us walk through life and excited even though we're still going to go through trials, even though the fire's still going to burn and the acid that gets poured on our gold is going to eat away at all the junk and it's going to hurt because healing isn't supposed to be easy. Healing is hard. When you face the truth and you sob, like it hurts. You know when you cry and your chest hurts and it's painful because that's deliverance though. You're healing in this moment. You're, you're, you're healing because you're facing it and God's right there with you and he starts to remove these little pieces. And now when somebody offends you, you realize that it's not them. It's not, they're not even telling the truth. So are they worth me getting mad? Are they worth me starting to throw insults back? It's not worth it. Let them come. Let them say what they say. Let them believe what they believe because I know who I am in God. Because I know that God loves me no matter what and that we're going to work on this together and I'm going to be continuously purified Every day, I'm going to get a little bit better. And every day, I'm going to work a little bit harder to know him and love him and be loved by him and accept his love for me. And every day, all those little pieces of crap, as they fall off, it's easier to love. It's easier to forgive. It's easier to be at peace. It's easier to walk through your trials without anguish. It gets easier.